Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Always Almost There. Day after show live, we're here. It is we're two shows into summer tour. Um, and uh, the pickleball mm. king of Colorado has graced us with his presence today. Yeah, well, Salida, not Colorado. Just I, uh, I wasn't sure if we were going full docs. Yeah, on, on yeah. this episode of the pod. Yeah, not there. Okay, yet. so the, pick, the pickleball, the pickleball king of Salida, Colorado. <laughs> I, I mean, today. you know, I'm. It's a. It's a. You know, there are kings, um, and I may be considered one of them. <laughs> Uh, but it's 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 by no means a uh, you know a, a single monarchy here. Uh, we've got some good players. We've got some good talent uh, in the county. So uh, yeah, feeling pretty good. Of course, pickleball pod uh, still in the works. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon. Yeah. Uh, just, Neil just will got be home. joining us. Yeah, Neil will be joining us shortly. Uh, I believe, which will be great. We have a we have a full house today. A couple of great guests coming on. We're going to talk about last night's show. You know, it's a good show. And Jive Goose is on the pot. Well, it, or, or really bad. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Come on when, when, when there's something to talk about, for sure. No, I'm excited uh, well, to talk about this one. Very yeah. excited to talk about this one. Um, and yeah, just uh, in fact, I just did roll home from the courts. Um, so just kind of kind of still cooling down a little bit. Uh, but yeah, ready to get fired up and uh, talk about this show. Let's go. Let's bring on our guests uh, who were both at the show last night. We've got B and we've got Nick. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good afternoon. Hey, guys. How's it going? Boys. How's Louisville? Oh, it's great. It's a lot of good stuff to do. Good weather. Good food, B? good drinks, good music. Yeah. Yeah. How's your Louisville experience? It's good. We got into town yesterday uh, afternoon and um, I don't know, we grabbed a quick bite to eat. And, you know, it's a really nice city, small little city on a river. So it's kind of cool place to be. Super clean, which I like. 
<laughs> so that's Who doesn't good. like a clean city. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you live in you live in Canada, so that's to be expected. <laughs> Not everywhere is clean. You'd be surprised. Vancouver is the cleanest city I've ever been to. I've never been to Vancouver, so what's the what's the dirtiest province? Uh, help us out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, honestly. Saskatchewan. <laughs> That's what I was I was gonna go there too. I mean, prairies. sounds dirty. Who needs <laughs> who needs <good>. the prairies? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, obviously. Oh wow, we've got a real full house today. We've got we've got Danny checking in. Hello. Hey now. How's, how are you, sir? You know, boots on the ground here in Louisville, uh, eating some barbecue. Thought, why not stop by for a high? Louisville dog review? Gotta check. We got a Louisville dog review from the course yesterday. Ah, Louisville nice. Country Club. And then we got B over there. I'm just checking in on B, too, you know, so. Yeah. Hey, making sure making sure he's doing well. All right. Love to hear it. Well, uh, we're going to dive into the show a little bit. Uh, you know, I know one of you was, you know, Right up there uh, last night, sporting his Blame Vickers t-shirt. Uh, so, B, take us through first, uh, you know, your experience getting into the venue, getting to your front row seat, what the vibes were like for you pre-show. Uh, I think we were like 20th in line for no good reason. Um, <laughs> walked right in, got our free posters, and we're probably like, just went straight to our seats and kind of just stood there, uh, kind of in awe of what we were about to take in. Um I mean, Becca and I, like, 30 minutes after we were there, we're still like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's what the pre-show was. And we really just kind of hung out and got to know everybody who was around us. That whole area was assigned. Um, so mm-hmm. nobody was coming in, you know. So nice. it, was, it was cool. There was a bunch of this really nice guy next to us was wearing that thank you shirt. Um, I think his name was Leo from Philly. Really nice guy. Uh, had quite a story, um, but uh, yeah, it was fun. Noah's down there, yeah, and Bree and uh, the other pod was represented as well over on Peter's side, so it's cool. Nice, nice. Uh, well, Nick, take us through your uh, entry into the show. Tell us about where you were and how you were feeling before they went on. Uh, yeah, so I was almost right behind B. Um, I was in the second row in the pit there, like dead center, right in front of Rick. Um, so I went to school here in Louisville, so I was familiar with the venue. I've been here, been to the Palace quite a few times. Uh, so I was real, real excited that I would be there for a goose show. Um, you know, I didn't, didn't even discover these guys till uh, last year. Uh, and I'm, I'm already up to eight shows, so we're, start, we're, we're getting there. We're climbing. Nice. Uh, but, but, yeah, so it was super excited. Yeah, I, I got there pretty early as well. Uh, like, like B said, just kind of take it all in. Uh, you know, was so excited to be that close. Uh, we were about like five, six rows back at one of the salt shed shows. Uh, but to be this close up again with the reserve seating was so nice. Uh, nobody pushing up on you, no one trying to take your spot, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, no. And then obviously, um, you know, I, I play guitar as well, so I was really excited to be right in front of Rick. Um, and I was basically just staring at his his new guitar uh, the whole time until they came out on stage. Nice. Uh, so, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, and then obviously we had a, a fantastic show as well. Love it. I love it. And Danny, you were living the Loge life last night, correct? Loge life and only way to be. No, I uh, loved it as well. Venue is amazing. Had never been, <clears throat> had been hearing some great things from, you know, I, I, we're staying with some family and my cousin grew up here. And so he was talking it up. And then 
Um, but yeah, just incredible uh, sort of like molding and work and uh, definitely a fun space to be in on the right state of mind, if you know what I'm saying. So we were enjoying ourselves. And uh, yeah, Loge was great. Actually, it was one of the more spacious mezzanines I've ever been in. And lo and behold, I had been texting and Katie's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm row E seat four. And we were one and two. And we go up there. And lo and behold, who is seat three but Haps with a ticket. So we Perfect. ended up getting all four, four of us just randomly put together. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. Wonderful. So I just wanted to stop in for a quick hello to you guys. I'll let you enjoy, enjoy the chat on the show. But I'm going to go take a nap now so I can make it through tonight. Do that. <laughs> you have a great show tonight, sir. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks. You guys too. Right about... <clears throat> All right. Well, what was uh, that sponsored by? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Oscar Meyer sponsors Danny's drop in. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That whatever barbecue place he's at. Uh, B other B Colorado B. Uh, your your couch tour set up last night. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, look, it's uh, it's it's another couch tour show. Um, I love I love getting all these Nug subscriber shows, um, you know. So so it's real nice. Um, and uh, so yeah, last night everything everything went very smoothly. Um, you know, no issues. Um, everything sounded great. I was I was actually literally on a couch uh, last night, which I, I not not always on that uh, that particular piece of furniture. So um, <laughs> this was indeed literally a, a couch tour show for me. Uh, but yeah, yeah, really good. Um, got some, uh, had some good beers that a friend dropped off who had hit the Weldworks Brewery up in Greeley before he came out my way. And uh, so yeah, yeah, feeling loose. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I want to jump right into Mr. Action. So um, well, Neil, say hi welcome. to Neil first. Yeah, no, we are, we are. Neil, <laughs> welcome. Uh, I thought you were gonna call me Mr. Action. I don't know. No, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> um, in any case, hello. Hi, Neil. Glad to be here. What I miss? Um, we're just talking about pre-show vibes. We haven't even started talking about the music yet. So you're just in time to tell us about your pre-show vibe last night. Uh, I don't know, man. I just was sitting on the couch, just waiting for it to start. Uh, was definitely not in the shower. Just, just stole no, are away. Are you currently to... in the shower? I am not in the shower. No. <laughs> Are you, in a, are you in a subway bathroom? Yeah. See, this is why I blur my background, Haps, <laughs> if you're watching, um, so I can avoid questions about the background. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, and I, I was ready last night as well. You know, uh, started off hot, as we talked about on the pod yesterday, uh, so I was ready for a good show last night. But, you know, you were, you were ready to jump right into this Mr. Action. Let's talk about Mr. Action, Yeti, first two songs of the show. Nick. Take us through it. Yeah, so they came out. I was everybody was the, the pit was every, vibes were high, right? Everyone in the pit was super excited. Um, diehard Goose fans. They came out, uh, got everything ready. You know, uh, I can usually tell first note or two what the song's going to be. So Rick hit those first couple of notes in Mr. Action. Uh, I, I knew we were in for for a good start. Uh, chuckled a little bit when he when he fumbled the very yeah, first action. <laughs> um, but after that, yeah, they uh, they really got it going. Um, you know, Yeti was great. Uh, I haven't I hadn't heard that one you know live yet. So and and, and I mean Peter just absolutely ripped it on that solo. Um, 
in that in the version of Yeti last night. So yeah, that, we were off to a hot start for sure. Definitely. B. Um, yeah, I mean, the I enjoyed it. I didn't notice he flubbed those lyrics. I was a little too overwhelmed with the moment. <laughs> but right. having nobody yeah. between you and Rick singing, and then I had one of those speakers that like sit on the stage, you know, like the three or four that run it, like right in front of me. So every little thing, every little note, I was, except for the flub lyrics, I was listening to. Um, so we're, I, I thought it was a great way to start the show. I mean, it's a fun, upbeat, nice, nice way to go. The crowd was definitely different than Chicago. Chicago seemed like a bunch of people who had heard them on the radio and were like, mm. oh, I want to go see this show that is all of a sudden getting played in two weeks. And uh, <laughs> last night, it seemed like there were a lot of people there for Goose. And you could tell right off the bat, you know, I turn around and look around and everybody's already into it immediately. There was no like warm up. It was like, we're here to have fun, moving, dancing, singing. It was great. Love it. Brian, you had some thoughts on Mr. Action? Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, I know we don't have time to uh, to go deep into, uh, you know, top openers, but uh, Mr. Action, I, I, I might only have five or six songs that I would want more than Mr. Action to open a show. Wow. Um, only five or six. That, that's how good of a show opener I think it is. Um, and so, yeah. So, yeah. So super psyched to see it. Um, and uh, yeah. And, and I don't have much of a comment on Yeti, um, you know. It's uh, it's it's Yeti. And, you know, I think that people like it, uh, you know, and look, I, I, I said last night, um, you know, I think I think we are starting to see as the catalog grows, you know, we are starting to see, you know, longer show gaps with some stuff. And so, you know, everything's kind of ebbing and flowing with a lot of these tunes. And so Yeti definitely has um, you're not getting it quite as often as as we once did, maybe even just a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of nice, because I think. I th- sometimes I think songs like Yeti, um, you know, and, 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 you know, I'd even throw like Animal into this category. I think if you play them a little bit more infrequently, they, you know, it, it enhances it. it. It enhances the experience of catching it and seeing it live and hearing it and all those things. So, but anyway, I digress. There you go. Neil, you have any thoughts on uh, these first two tunes? Uh, Going to agree with Jive there. Mr. Action Opener is really, really good. Yeah. It is a great opener and it's, you wouldn't expect it to be a great opener. You, you know, you want something with a little, you know, sizzle, you come out hot, not saying like a flopener is the, the thing that you're necessarily looking for, but like you, you want, you know, you want a more upbeat song like that, but this one is great. And they did kind of the double opener thing again, like they did the night before, which is they played songs that they typically open with back to back. Right. The Yeti opener is kind of a classic from, you know, years ago. And this was a 11 show gap for Yeti, which is let's not play the numbers game here. I'm just saying there's it's a more than 10 gap of Yetis. (laughs) And that's nuts because that used to be one of their most played songs. Like if you look back to 2021, they played as many Yetis as they played like Madabons and Arcadius. Um, So not as many as Hot Tees. Yeah, well, I don't think they've ever actually beaten Hot Tea. They will this year with that. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it's a good one-two punch. That's fun. If you're at the show, you're, you're having a great time. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I agree uh, with whatever was said here. You know, don't have anything else to add here. Uh, but I want to dive into this Born. You know, first yeah. huge jam of the night. First really huge jam of the tour. And oh boy, what a jam it was. B, you're up first for this one. 
I, I was, uh, it was quite emotional. I don't, um, God, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever like really, I see these comments on Twitter and people talking on the show. I well up, I shed a tear and I've always been like, yeah. really? I don't know. Music's never really moved me like that. And last night I was literally like welling up and like, what the fuck is going on right now? This is just <laughs> so beautiful and incredible. And the, I mean, the jam was just like everything that I want in a jam. Um, you know, I, it tells the story, you know, it felt like I told the story that jam did. I loved it more so than the arrow, which I thought was cool. But like, I felt like Bourne tells the story that jam. Mm. Loved it. Love it. Love it. Nick, what about you? Your thoughts on the Bourne? Yeah, um, I agree. You know, I think it had a lot of really good, um, well, I mean, first off, I, I really like the song portion of Born, you know, um, yes. you know, I think, I think most of us do, you know, and it's got, it's got a fantastic message and, you know, you can really tell that Rick is, you know, coming from a personal emotional place, you know, when he's up on stage performing that song, um, you know, but then we get into the jam, you know, they immediately go into, you know, the nice, you know, groove, a lot of layers, a lot of textures to it, right. You can hear, if, you know, when you're really listening, multiple things going on, I, I, I think I saw Rick messing a little bit with his looper pedal, um, you know, during it all. Uh, you know, I, I made a mark. I was re-listening this morning, you know, at the eight-minute mark, whatever Peter's doing um, with the synth or whatever it is, I, I, it's, you know how he does it, you know. It, but that, that eight-minute mark, you know, it went on for three, four minutes at that point was just like, you know, top-notch for me. I really, like I said, love the spacey kind of more experimental stuff that they do. Uh, and then, you know, they obviously ended it off with this, you know, like, like blistering peak of, of, you know, Rick just like they, they, you know, ramp it right back up like they always do. And it was just, uh, yeah, and being that close, you know, Getty on the lights, everything was just, uh, we were having a fantastic time. <laughs> Vibes were high. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Vibes were very high. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. We, we were talking about uh, in the group chat last night, how it was kind of like expanding on the themes from the Eugene Bourne. Uh, and I want noted yeah. Eugene Bourne skeptic. Neil Laundry to, to share his opinion on this jam. Next. I, I'm not a Eugene Bourne skeptic, <laughs> but what I am is somebody who speaks about the jam realistically. It is not a paradigm shift in jamming. Like some people want to like spread out throughout the world that it is, you know, the greatest thing ever. It is a good jam. This jam does a very, very similar thing for a bit. And then it does something else, which makes this a really good jam. So and that you get the, the giant peak at the end where it kind of reminds me of that slow building peak that you get in the Philly Echo just doesn't have that kind of minor key dark element to it. Mm -hmm. It just builds and builds and builds. And Rick's playing is so ridiculously crisp. Just every note just kind of played perfectly on the guitar so you hear it well. He's playing at insane speed and not messing anything up throughout that that whole peak that ends up that born Did you use so, the word precise i was i was dancing around the word precise i mean he <laughs> he has been playing playing very precise lately he's been playing very fast he did the he did the the rock star guitarist thing that i think he does shy away from at times last night but when he did that kind of that ascending descending thing towards the end of the jam i mean he was carrying the whole band on his back at that point they were just waiting to see what he was going to do and then they were going to react. I mean, the drums were right there with him. It was incredible. And then a thousand percent. I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that no, uh, go for it, dude. That's what Ben, like the thing that I could see. I was right in front of Ben, and I'm just watching Ben. And Ben is just like stank face, smiling, looking at Rick, like, 
where are you going? Where are you going? He's just anticipating it, you know? And then he would drop right back into what it, <laughs> I was blown away by like how much Rick was driving that. And everybody was just like looking at him. Peter had this shit eating grin on his face. Like, mm. yeah, yeah, this is fucking great. Oh, you know, and oh, totally, totally agree with that. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's so good. It's It's got like different parts to it. Like he actually does it for like one bar where he's kind of doing that ascending thing. And then he does it for two. And then he goes back to one. And the whole band was with him the whole way. I don't even know how they hear that and do that. But that is one of the most special parts of this jam. So when I say that I love this jam, what I love most about this jam is the part of the jam that doesn't sound like Eugene Bourne. Ah, so, so Eugene like, Bourne skeptic. Uh, still remains. Uh, still remains. I, I think the best part of this jam, though, is that ending part. That that final part really is special. We're going to talk about this jam, a couple of the jams from the show, I think for a while after the show. This one is really good. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. Yeah, I, you know what? What I hate most about your opinion is that you're kind of <laughs> right about the Eugene Bourne in this situation. <laughs> um, you know, as much as I love that jam, like, you know, as we're listening to it last night and this jam unfolded and you made that point about, like, See, this is taking the Eugene Bourne theme, doing it for a bit, and then moving on and doing something else. I was kind of looking at it like, yeah, like this is going to cause the Eugene Bourne to drop a bunch of slots in my playlist um, because it's like, oh, like, you know, th- this, well, is, this is doing it a little walk, better. That's, but, that's, just, that, that's just a correction, though. You know what I mean? That's, that's correct. Just, that's just, whether whether it's it a correction high. or not. Okay. Wh- whether I had it too high or not, it's. It's the band is playing more shows, putting more distance between themselves and the Eugene Bourne. And it's like, okay, maybe that jam is not. I, first of all, I didn't have it jam of the year, but it's probably going to fall out of my top 10. It's a, uh, I, I mean, look, uh, these are two completely different jams. Correct. Um, Eugene Bourne is very atmospheric and, you know, they make a conscious choice to stay in that, you know, just kind of, um, you know, that style of groove, they just sit in it. You know what I mean? And it's enjoyable. I, I mean, I still like to listen to it. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly enjoyable, but this is, you know, to, to everything that everybody has said, I mean, this is a completely different jam. And frankly, I don't think they, they do kind of, they, they do kind of settle right into that similar Eugene Bourne kind of uh to me, it's reminiscent of like a, of like, you know, a really good inside out jam, mm. um, you know, specifically like salt shed inside out. That's such a great jam. And it has, has some of that same kind of feel as well, but yeah, I mean, they don't really stay there very long, to be honest. I, I feel like they kind of, um, you know, that it's, it's, it's not a market change, you know, they, they kind of subtly move out of that, but they just, they, they, they start to explore other ideas right mm-hmm. away. And so, so they move out of that Eugene Bourne territory, I think, rather quickly. Um, but it's but the next, you know, up until, you know, whatever, like 16, 17, 18 minutes, there's some really cool, you know, textured, atmospheric type jam and some really awesome stuff. There's the, there. there's the buzzword right there. There's texture. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but listen, uh, yeah. And then they, you know, they shift back into that major key, just, uh, you know, preparing for that peak jam. But this is, I mean, it's 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 almost five minutes, I, I would say, of just a sustained peak, just a fire peak where Rick is just, you know, I mean, I mean, he's just outright shredding, um, mm-hmm. you know, for for minutes, you know, it, it, it does. You know, look, um, it's like the Redbird from San Francisco. You know, that has a that has a huge fire peak. This, though. 
I mean, this even blows out of the water. I feel like this is this was just, I mean, absolute just dance hall shreddery. I'm sure the whole place was just getting down like crazy. I mean, it's uh, that's the type of peak that just blows the roof off the place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. What, what what also differentiates this peak from a lot of the other like crazy huge peaks, uh, you know, like salt cakes or something like that, is that what the rest of the band was doing, they're not just like straight ahead shredding. There's a, like a major key uplifting progression happening underneath what Rick is doing that gives it kind of a different tone. So like where, where you where you make the comparison to the Philly Echo, that's very like straight ahead in this dark evil mode. This has more of an uplifting tone to it and salt cakes is super aggressive and this this goes in this this other kind of direction which is really cool um and your point about that middle section you know in between the eugene Bourne and the ending peak that's my favorite part of this jam um you know as they start to explore a little um still again those textures that that marimba um that peter was using like just it, it just felt amazing to me uh, what was happening. It feels like we're two shows into tour and it feels like there's so much more listening happening between the two of them. You know, we've talked on the pod before about how sometimes we get like, a, you know, Peter will lead the jam for a while and Rick will then back him up and then they'll flip and then Rick will take the lead and solo and peak and whatever. It feels like now when Peter's leading, Rick isn't just playing straight rhythm. He's feeding him ideas. He's playing off Peter's ideas. There's more communication happening, which is amazing to hear uh, this early in the tour. Yeah, yeah, man. My only regret about uh, that song last night was giving you a hard time through like the first few minutes of the jam, like <laughs> uh, about Eugene Bourne, but because uh, I didn't pay as close uh, close attention to this Bourne as I should have. Because I had no idea, or I had no expectation that it was going to be as good as it was. So that's my only regret. Shame. That's a yep. good way to think about things, Neil. Okay. Can we just like move right on to Arrow? Yeah. Well, I mean, here? well, we'll talk about the rest Jack of the first set here. And Arrow. Uh, and you forgot about Fifth of Beethoven, B. I know you were. I know you were. You know, dozing a little during that one, but. No. We have fifth of Beethoven, Jive One, and Rockdale to round out the first set. Nick, how are you feeling after this Born? Uh, these three songs. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, fifth of Beethoven, I had not heard that one live yet either. Um, you know, some people you know might say it's maybe more of a silly you know uh, cover, but it's it's dancey, it's fun. Like and you know, they always uh, you know I thought Rick's solo during that was was pretty good. Uh, Jive One is always you know always a treat. You know, I love the little little intro. You know, it's you know it's coming. Um, and you know you're about to have a great, a great time. Um, I love the the breakdown where you know Rick kind of gets a, a good bit more jazzy right before they bring it back into the the last verse of the song. Uh, and then the Rockdale, you know, it wasn't like a super long jam, but I, I really liked the the jam after you know after the song. You know, Peter really got it going with the with the clap. Um, you know, obviously I was thinking of you, Ryan. You know, clap clap tweet. You know, and uh, they were happening. Yeah, yeah, and, and and so you know, and I thought that you know I got it didn't get you know super dark but like they definitely kind of dabbled you know for for a couple measures here and there you know into that kind of um you know attitude in the rockdale jam but um yeah great great end to the set you know i think everybody you know no one had anything to complain about with the first set certainly so (laughs) yeah b you got any thoughts uh no not really don't the biscuits used to cover or cover the fifth of beethoven don't they oh 
Where's Jeff Hill when you need? Yeah, yeah Jeff's you're, you're not talking, on. You're talking yeah. to the wrong audience yeah. here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard the Biscuits cover that. I like their cover of it better. Um, Jaguar and Rockdale were fun. Rockdale is like a sing along at this point, and you know it's it's a ton of fun. I like again at that during Rockdale, I turned around and looked at everybody, and it was just like everyone. It's just a huge party, and everyone's singing along. It was like vibes were vibes were high. Vibes were high. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> B Neil, you got anything else on uh, on these tunes? Nope, it's all good tunes, man. I mean, Rockdale is one of those songs where you're not really sure what you're gonna get. Sometimes it's a 20 minute Rockdale, sometimes it's a straight ahead Rockdale. Neither is bad. Correct. Correct. Great way to end the set. Yeah, so absolutely great way to end the first set. Yeah, saved saved Neil and I uh, our, our saved our bacon a little bit in fantasy. We were uh, we we were both, you know egging up to that point and uh brian was like oh yeah you know they're gonna they're closing that set with thatch whatever and neil was like no jive like lee. oh jive lee sorry no I, yeah that I, was elsewhere yeah my you know look i would have i would have i would have went to the window and and put a stack on jive lee closing that set um because yeah. it's just been Good too thing long there's no I, you know what i mean it's it's uh you know, it's on like a 20 show gap now, uh, which is just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I really, I really felt Jive Lee coming last night. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, Neil, I mean, Rockdale is just, uh, just a money, you know, and, and I don't even want to say set closer, you, you know, Rockdale just goes anywhere. It it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all love Rockdale. Anywhere on the show. Yep. There we go. All right. Set break vibes, Nick, what were you up to at set break? How are you feeling? Prediction uh, for set two. Yeah, I was feeling great. Ran to the merch table real quick. The line was way too long uh, before the show, and I just didn't have patience for that. Uh, and <laughs> uh, so the line was mine was short during the set break. Uh, grabbed another drink, just went to the bathroom, went back to my seat, got myself ready. Um, you know, knew we were going to be in for for a good second set, and uh, as always, and uh, they started off real hot. So <laughs> yeah, they did. B, your set break. Uh, it's just, are we Neil? Are we doing a bathroom review right now? We are not doing a bathroom review. Okay, right now. Even Thank though God. Neil looks like he's Damn. in the shower, we're Thank not God. doing a bathroom I review. Neil was in a bathroom. Uh, <laughs> you guys are the worst. Ah, uh. um, no, it was similar to Nick. I, like it was quick. I will say, you know what's uh, I think from Chicago and last night, they're paying attention to time. You know, and I don't know if you guys talked about that yesterday and listen in, but like. They're out in the 820s, right? Mid 820s, and uh, their set break was short. They were back on, and it, to me, they were just managing their time, and I felt that from the last night. So it was like uh, bathroom, grab a drink, some water, uh, quick hello, and then this place like flicks the light like you're at a play, you know, and Amazing. gives you a little warning that they're coming out. So it was like, wait, oh God, run back to the seat. Um, and then just kind of sitting down and kept connecting with all the people around us in this little section. There were so many cool people around us. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Sam King uh, for the clock management. Yeah. Yeah. It's, been it's noticeable. So I mean, it really yeah. is noticeable and it makes yeah. predict. It's nice to have some predictability as far as like start times and set breaks and, you know, and having an encore. Um, so yeah, a better sure. kind of predictability than predicting that they go on at 8.45. Yeah, 8.26 is a reasonable time to start an 8 o'clock show. Very, very. Well, let, let's, get to, let's get to the big boy of the show. We have 30 minutes of Arrow to talk about here. Um, 
you know, we, 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 we have a lot of opinions on arrow, uh, on this pod. Um, and there was a shout out to at TX goose fan, uh, last night for the, for the very funny tweet, uh, during this jam, uh, kind of taking a shot at us for our usual arrow opinions, which I will say are not usually off base, but, we will not be talking about this arrow in the same breath as many other arrows that we talk about on this pod. Uh, but B, why don't you start us off about this 30 minutes? I mean, I, I feel like San Francisco had an arrow that was pretty good too, right? Am I wrong? It was, it was okay. Brian I felt like we talked about how really we good. went through this kind of similar conversation of like, oh, it was the arrow, but then the jam kind of got, I didn't know this jam is nowhere close to that. I don't know this. Uh, I the, the song starts off and I'm kind of like, ugh, okay. I was all excited because my 11th Arcadia was last night. Yeah. Or, or excuse me, in Chicago, and I was like, all right, now that's the most frequently arrows not there, and you know, it was tied with arrow. And then arrow. And so in my head, I'm like, oh, this is my 11th arrow now. I, I like it. I I mean, I was. I don't know. I went through this the last time. I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't like the lyrics are all crazy now because they released them. So whatever I think I'm singing isn't the right thing. Um, I thought the jam was incredible. I went to like some like alternate space in my mind just with uh, with the band and stuff, and just there was so much uh, I don't know direction, purpose. It felt like it was purposeful. You know, there wasn't just like where are we going here. It felt like they had a plan. Um, I thought it was really cool. I don't. I don't do all the stuff you guys do, so I'll, I'll listen to your guys' take on the jam. That's what we're here for. Nick, what about you on this arrow? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think I would probably share similar opinions that you guys have about about the song. Uh, but, you know, obviously the jam was something a little bit different, you know. Um, you know, I love when, when you know, they get right into the jam. You know, Peter switches from the guitar, you know, to the keys, um, and they really get, you know, again, more of those textures, more of those layers going. Um but then I think it was like at the 14-ish minute mark. That's what I have written down here. Yeah, Peter switches back to his guitar. Um, and whatever little chord progression he had going, you know, really, I was like, like I was locked into that. I think everyone on stage was locked into that, you know. Uh, you know, back to your point earlier about the communication with, uh, you know, Rick and Peter. Maybe it's just because I was, you know, so close and I was able to see all the little things last night. But I do feel like they were looking at one another, you know, a little bit more frequently than I, I've noticed previously. So like I said, I think, I think that, that goes to your point, you know, with their communication, uh, you know, they're, they're becoming more, you know, almost as, as one at times, you know, and, and they're, they're thinking the same thing and going in the same direction. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think the middle part of the jam, you know, was maybe my favorite. Like I said, that whatever that chord progression that Peter, you know, had kind of laid down and that, that, that they, that they kind of took off with, uh, you know, was, was super, super awesome. Um, and, and I mean, obviously there's, there's more to it, but, you know, we can, can go from here. <laughs> Neil, Brian, when do you want to kick this one off? Yeah. Well, so I, let me just say, first of all, um, I've never said a disparaging word about Arrow. And so I take offense to being lumped in with the rest of the pod and the Texas guys tweet. Um, I've always loved Arrow. Uh, always been a huge Arrow supporter. So uh, just for the re- set, set the record straight on that one. Are we, are we on um, the same podcast here? So, so listen, uh, I'll, I want to get through this quick, but, um, I I think, I think there's a lot to say about this arrow. Um, uh, for the, the, the first jam, uh, is, is really big. And and I feel like 
there's only a couple minutes of kind of typical arrow as they slide into the jam. Uh, but from there, this 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 feels really unique to me, um, even though it's a somewhat straightforward jam, uh, you know, from a from an improvisational perspective or or what have you. Um, the thing that stood out to me the most was uh, probably Jeff's contribution. Um, yeah. I mean, he seemed to really be uh, playing aggressively, uh, but in a good but I mean that in a good way. Right. Um, and in fact, you know, I couldn't help but get some, um, you know, some uh, Sonny Ortiz vibes, uh, you know, some panic vibes when he would, you know, when he would do do a few a few specific things um, on his kit. So, um, so yeah, so so really awesome jam. And and, and I think I, I think again, Jeff's drumming really kind of helped propel it, um, you know, forward and and give it you know that added energy. Um, and then, you know, they did. Um, you know, they broke it down. And so I, I, I just want to say something quickly about this. I'll try not to go on too long, but um, similar to the Bourne I, and, and the Cero, one of the things that I've noticed, um, we're just talking about like kind of progression of, of, of the band style and jamming and things like this. <laughs> one of the things that I've started to notice a bit more is I think the band use in the past would break jams down and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of destruct the jam, deconstruct the jam to that ambient space, mm-hmm. right? And then from that ambient space, you know, new ideas would emerge and, you know, a new direction would, you know, would be found, right? And I feel like what I'm start, what's starting to impress me about some of these jams, and I definitely noticed it in the Arrow, um, and, and again, also the Bourne, was that as they're, in, as they're actually in the process of breaking the jam down, they're already starting to, you know, uh, you know, kind of engage and exchange mm-hmm. ideas kind of as it's in that downward trajectory. And so, and I think ultimately that, that results in more kind of efficient, you know, change of direction or, you know, figuring out where are we going next? I, and, and, and maybe I'm just making this up in my head, but, um, you know, that just re- really kind of struck me last night that, uh, yeah, you know, I think Rick and Peter especially is where I noticed it with with Arrow. Um, yeah, there's just it's it's like they're just thinking one step step ahead more, you know, than they ever have been. And so so yeah. So anyway, that uh, they they did break it down and and had a nice really kind of slow, patient you know build up out of that out of that second jam, um, and uh, and then you know another nice peak. And, you know, for for 30 minutes, just about 30 minutes, just under 30 minutes, um, you know, considering that the proper part of Arrow is a good 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh, to me, that's 20 minutes of of, you know, improvisational music for the most part uh, that I think is very enjoyable. And, and there's not much of a you know, there's not much of kind of kind of any dead space or anything where I was like, ah, they're searching or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think it's, I think it's going to have high, you know, re-listen value and yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to think about where both these jams from last night, um, end up kind of fitting into the rankings. So two, two, two just stellar jams. So hundred percent, hundred percent. I want to echo your point about Jeff last night. You know, he's got the new timbale. He's got a new snare, some new symbols, you know, he's, he's excited about it and you can tell in his playing, he has been over these two shows, I feel like he and Peter have been the clear MVPs of tour so far. 
um, you know, especially, you know, Jeff, like even on like stuff like the Congas last night, like on Yeti, even he was all over it. He was playing his heart out. Um, so, you know, let, love, <laughs> love to see him doing that. And this jam is awesome. Do you it's good take to see him asserting Rick? himself? Good. Do you take Rick out of the equation when you talk about MVPs? <laughs> no. He was I just mean who, who have Rick been was the MVP last night in my mind. Who have been who have been stepping far and above their their normal yeah, yeah. contributions. I thought, no, I thought Jeff did awesome. I thought he was great. Um maybe it was just my perspective. I don't know. I couldn't see Jeff last night. <laughs> Rick was in the way. I Rick was like, in the way. Damn it, Rick. Over a couple inches. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Amazing. Not much to add to, to what you all have said about Arrow already. I will agree with Jai's point that this Arrow has a lot of re-listen value. And I, I don't think there's much Arrow hating that goes on per se, unless it's from you, Ryan. But, I mean, there's some Arrows out there this year that I love. Like, I love the Ryman Arrow. I mean, if you want to hear the, the Peter show, go back and listen to the Ryman Arrow. Arrow. It's, it's great. It really is good. What I think is interesting about Arrow, though, is the re-listen value thing. Not many Arrows have me saying, like, can't wait to get back to that one. This Arrow, I cannot wait. It is, like, I'm going to drive home from work shortly. I'm at work right now. I'm going to listen to that Arrow on the drive. You work home. in a shower? The, the, the moment <laughs> I get in the car, it's brick. It's, like, not tile. <laughs> um, but anyways, the moment I get in the car, that's what I'm putting on. I can't wait to listen to it. And, and we'll agree with your point about Jeff asserting himself. He really is. He, he's got a few new toys. They all have a few new toys. We talked about this yesterday. There are new vocal effects that sound awesome. Um, I forget where they were last night. Was it in this arrow, perhaps? But the night before, it was in Dripfield. It was somewhere where, like, last night. Yeah, it completely freaked me out uh, when I heard it. I think it was in this arrow. That sounds that right. The, the, the effects were. But the night before, it was Dripfield. They're awesome. The timbale is awesome. I love how that thing just cuts through the whole entire band when he wants it to. You know, it, that's that's a pretty cool thing to have in your back pocket as a percussionist. You know, it's uh, you know, he's not like whipping a tube around in the air like Syro, but like you know what I mean. Uh, so it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, we're in the bathroom. Perfect. <laughs> that's, there we go. Yeah. Uh, and then second set continues. We've got Bob Don, Feel It Now, Everything Must Go, and Animal with a float out encore. I feel like we can just talk about everything uh, here one group. Arrow and Bob Don are kind of like a classic pairing at this point. I feel like they, they've gone together a lot. There have been many arrows into Bob Don, uh, you know, 5'3", 21, uh, a couple others in the fall of 21, um, a couple last year, you know. But it's, it's, I mean, great pad, if you will. Uh, Bob Don is awesome. Still searching for the width. It's been a little while. You know, we haven't had a width since the cap. And there have been seven Bob Dons since the cap. And that's kind of sad. Shout out, Kev. It did feel like last night would be the night that you would get the, the width. But alas, no width. Alas. 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 Uh, but then, you know, feel it now. We talk about second set banger all the time. Perfect uh, placement for this. Everything must go. Uh, I mean, I just love everything about this song and the way it goes now. Like at this point, if you're gonna put a song that's gonna cover 13 minutes and isn't, you know, then we're not getting huge jams at this point in the show. I feel like this is a, this is a great slot for this song. Um, and then Animal Flow Down, you know, fun way to end the show. Animal gave me some more points, um, so you know, cool with that. Uh, Nick, how are you feeling uh, about the rest of the second set and encore? Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, Bob Don was great. That was the uh, other song last night that I hadn't heard live yet. So, you know, I, I really thought, um, like we were talking about earlier, Rick was just like really locked in. You know, I like the word precise. You know, it, the solo in that I thought was really great. Um, Feel It Now, personally for me, it might be my favorite of the, you know, the couple of new tunes that that they've played so far this year. Um, you know, I think it's it's just so damn catchy uh, okay. that every time I hear it, I just can't help but, you know, kind of get moving. Uh Everything must go. Um, I don't know that the the intro riff from Rick is is one of my favorites. Um, I'm a huge sucker for any ballad that Rick writes. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, he he fucking kills it when he writes ballads. Um, and and like I, I agree with you. You know, saying it's a, it's a great. I love the evolution of the song from when they started playing that towards the end of last year to where it is now. Um, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a you know 20 30 minute jam to be a great song. Uh, and so, you know, I think it, it, it fits into that slot really well. And then like I said, Animal Flow Down, good, good end to the night. Um, Animal is my, is my most heard song. I think I'm at, at five out of eight shows up now. There so. we go. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, it's, still, it's still fun to hear. I did feel like maybe at the beginning, at least it felt a little bit funkier than sometimes it does. Um, and then Flow Down, like I said, you know, they only had a couple minutes in the encore there. So it was short and sweet, um, but always, uh, you know, it gets everybody moving. We all left in a good mood. <laughs> there we go b uh bob don was a great change of pace there super fun uh super dancey everybody was getting down love that feel it now uh i mean peter was so happy the look on his face during this song and like so many people knowing it and he was just like you could see how excited he was that a new song is so well liked and so well known um I loved it. I'm personally uh, more of a lead up guy, uh, I, but I still love Feel It Now. I think it's great. Lead up is, in my opinion, better. Uh, and Everything Must Go Again. I don't know what it was about last night. Uh, a little emotional. Um, the guy the guy a couple spots away from me was like, like very, very emotional. And like Becca was like rubbing his back. And it was, I don't know, the whole thing. And you can, when you're that close and you can see Rick singing it, it's it, it oh. carries so much meaning, and it's yeah. just it's mind blowing how much he cares, and you can just feel it. You can I, feel it right now. It, um, it's, uh, you know, you know what line gets me every time, and and I get a little emotional. The whole the you've got magic in your pants line. <laughs> I just thanks, Chop. I mean the guy. The guy can pen a lyric, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> um, so oh boy. <laughs> I, I do, just my, my, my only real quick thoughts on kind of the, the rest of the set. If I'm, if I'm looking at this kind of through my Monday morning quarterback, you know, lens. Um, I don't know what I that means. Feel, I, I do feel a little bit like, uh, <laughs> like Bob Don, feel it now, everything must go, that – you know, individually with those songs that, you know, I don't have a lot of complaints, but I just felt like collectively in that, in that part of the show, um, you know, I probably, I probably would have been looking for a little something more there. Um, and as far as if we're ranking new songs, um, so I've got not alone at the top now. It's just, uh, oh, yes. you know, I, I, I it, it took the crowd wanted it at a Rebelo. The you know, crowd like... asked for it at, at a Rebelo. There were cheers. Um, you know, People the whole band. It out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. But uh, yeah, not alone. And then uh, 
lead up and, and feel it now in a little bit of a tie. Probably have feel it now just ahead. Sorry, B. That's an incredibly no, high just, floor. Animals though. a great way to end a set. <laughs> I would say animals a great way to end a set. Slow down. I mean, I'm. This is the South, right? I kind of expect uh, some of that. <laughs> no offense, I like just. You like, said you said you said the South. Katie's gonna there. There she is. <laughs> it is the South, <laughs> right on you. Oh, a resident expert on the South. Um, all right. Well, Neil, do you have any other thoughts on the rest of the show? I can't really add anything that folks haven't already said. I mean, these are all great songs. Uh, I agree that. Uh, not alone is absolutely fantastic. I think the thing about that song is it doesn't have the hook the other two do. I find myself singing "Feel It Now" in the shower all the time. I, like I can't right stop now? doing it right now. Like oh, in yeah. the shower right now. <laughs> Where you came on? Uh, but uh, no, I do. Like a kidding aside, it, it's it, the hooks are so good in those two songs. But "Not Alone" is just such a killer song. It's just I just I don't know what I love it is how about it. I love how your yeah. toilet actually swivels. Oh uh, yeah, I'm in my. It has a bat too. And it's so com- it looks so comfortable too. Yeah, I got it at IKEA. It's fucking Fancy. dope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, uh, that brings us to the close of last night's show. We've got a big thatch coming up tonight. Uh, you know, yeah, so enjoy thatch tonight, gotta, everybody. Gotta get excited. Can we talk uh, about the set list? And oh yeah, right. Off? You you've got yes. that. Sure. And this set list, Ben just walked out with this crumpled piece of paper that he. And just threw it in the air and it fell at my feet and I picked it up. And like that second, the second set, it should have, or should have, whatever, planned to go Bob, Don, feel it now, SOS, this old C. Like, I mean, would that have been better, Jive? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that oh, drive man. was awesome. We're looking for that C. Set, yeah. Looking for that SOS. It's been forever. It's been tonight. It's happened. That's since, <laughs> since Warfield, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's been a minute. We're we're do- so, there, there are so many songs too, though. That's the thing. So yep. that's always that's always the big question, right? Is oh, if it if it if they audibled out of it last night, you know, do they play it tonight, right? Um, mm-hmm. And 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 I, you know, I think they just did. You know, they, they whatever they left off in Chicago, uh, they played last night. So I don't know if everybody has their picks in yet. Uh, maybe I shouldn't even be sharing this this type of insight. Um, yeah, this is uh, I mean, this is groundbreaking stuff, Jive. Nobody's ever ever considered this. Yeah, um. yeah. So, <laughs> well, it's, it, we, we consider it, but are you tracking it? Are you, uh, you know, are you following trends? Um, yeah. You know what what's your data set look like? So is there data on yeah. that? They're honest. My, my data set that. is never ever ever guess this old C because you're probably going to get burned. Um, because they play it so infrequently. You never know. I mean, it's just, everybody's got their own, uh, you know, their own methods. Rob some people Hamilton win, was some people it's lose. been left off five times in a row. Yeah. This old seat. Off the, like, it was on the set list, and they haven't played it five times in a row now. Hmm. You're keeping, you're keeping track. This That's is... what Rob said. You know Rob. Yes. This is, this, this is. This is. Diesel Johnny? Diesel Johnny, yeah. Yeah, he's got stats. Yeah, he's got stats. yeah, yeah. I I trust Good his. Dudes. I trust his data. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. We do like the stats. Yep, we do like the stats. Well, as we mentioned, you know, tonight is another show, and of course, 
That means tomorrow we will be back at 3.30 p.m. Eastern to recap tonight and whatever form this thatch takes. Thank you, Nick and B, for being on today. Uh, this has been a very fun episode. Um, you know, looking forward. I hope you both have an amazing time at the show tonight. And if I don't, I'll blame Vickers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you wearing again tonight or no? Should. No, it was so sweet. No. <laughs> <laughs> a, well, I mean, like a fresh one. I know you've got several. Yeah, so. new color. Mix it up a little bit. We yeah. forgot Peter's shirt. Don't bring it up. I do have an extra one. <laughs> so put it on. No. Throw it at him from the loge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be careful, though. Uh, I, I, I offered Peter a shirt one time, um, and he famously <laughs> responded, well. no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But anyway, um, you know, I believe, you know, it's Friday. It's it's four twenty one, uh, which means our our good friends at HF Pod are talking about uh, fish right now. Uh, so if you're into that kind of thing, I'll drop the link uh, in the chat here. They're talking about seven twenty nine oh three today, I believe. Um, so head over there, let them know. Always, almost there. Sent you, of course, as always. Um, you know. They love when we interrupt their uh, show. So, uh, you know, go, go check out our good friends at, H- at HF Pod. Uh, and everybody have a phenomenal show tonight. Uh, thank you guys again for being on. Uh, and we will see you back here tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Have a fantastic night. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.